Oh, Kofi Coburn has quite an opportunity. If he's not already the leading candidate for player of the year, Tuesday presents another big stage. Maybe one of the biggest. I mean, literally. Because there's going to be Kofi Coburn, 7'285 pounds, against Purdue, Zach Eady, 7'4", 285 pounds. Two of the best centers in the Big Ten in the country. And if Kofi gets the upper hand, how is he not player of the year? All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our beat writer in this week's Inside Illini Basketball. He'll offer up his early prediction for that game and tell you where Trent Frazier stacks as far as all Big Ten and some national honors as well. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, and it is a good Monday morning because, you know what, Scott Ritchie? Illinois is about to board a bus later today, stop out at the Beef House, fill up, go to Mackey Arena on Tuesday, and, and get a W. I mean, the first part of that, all things that will happen, the get a W part in Mackey, uh, to be determined, but the way Illinois is playing right now, yeah, maybe. Don't be a party pooper, Scott Ritchie. I, I just try All to right. keep it even keel. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Used to cover Illinois when they weren't quite as good as they are today. How about that for a, a revelation? Uh, I think this might be the one time where I, I argue your point, and like they were pretty good that mm, They were good. I'd love to see the, the battle of that Elite Eight team and this current bunch, which is playing its tails off. Um, Tuesday night, of course, 8 p.m., uh, DWS, HMS, ESPN, NewsGazette.com, the game of the century. Winner gets rolls from the beef house, <laughs> I understand. They're just going to come in like... They should come in like a trophy of some sort. Yeah. They're, we'll, they we'll, shoot them from the cannon <laughs> that they for in the football game. Uh, we'll have a story actually in Tuesday's print that is uh, describing the Beef House as the epicenter of the rivalry. Fair enough, actually. I mean, I think it's sort of like right in the middle geographically. Yeah. Bob Wright, the owner, was a Purdue grad, but he was uh, befriended Lou Henson. And to this day, both teams do stop uh, on their way to the the rivalry gyms and chow down and and everybody gets along. Hello? I mean, it's a it's a fine price. Right. Scott Ritchie bounced back. He did pick Illinois to beat Indiana over the weekend, and they put the hammer down in the second half, one of the better halves Illinois has played. Yeah, both ends. I mean, to hold Indiana to 21 points was impressive, and it was a lot of Kofi Coburn just not letting Trace Jackson Davis do anything. Mm -hmm. like, and Trace... Made the curious decision of trying to post up Kofi most of the times. Like, do you not realize the physics involved here, my guy? I mean, Kofi's three inches taller and 40 pounds heavier and just made Trace Jackson Davis' life miserable. He just couldn't get a clean shot. 
big step forward for Kofi for National Player of the Year honors. Uh, had to open some eyes, I would think. His stats certainly qualify him. Yeah, well, I mean, you couple just a solid game against Indiana. I mean, nothing too crazy, but, I mean, the crazy, quote-unquote, came against Wisconsin. I mean, just crushed them. I mean, one of the best individual performances by an Illini, you know, ever. So he's right there, or at least he should be right there, you know, in, in the thick of you know, that National Player of the Year conversation. And, you know, there's still you know, a month left of the season for him to further solidify his standing. All right. All good things. Uh, a great week, as Bob Osmussen pointed out in his buzzer beaters, always filed uh, shortly after every game. Hasn't been a week like this for Illinois in a while. They put the thumping on two pretty good teams. The AP Top 25 came out this morning, right before we uh, snuck into Ed Bond's podcast booth. Purdue number three, Illinois 13, right where you picked them, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, it's like I sort of maybe know what I'm doing. <laughs> Is that right? I, Let me dispute that notion. It turns out, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that's that's reasonable. And I know, I mean, I kind of put the the question out to the Illinois fan base yesterday and got a lot of, you know, top ten. Um, some people, you know, said number one. Mm, maybe not. Um, the resume's not quite there. Uh, others were like, please don't rank them any higher because when they get ranked higher, then they lose. Um, so sorry to those people, but I did move Illinois up because that's what you have to do when they, you know, beat a top 25 team at home against playing against Wisconsin and then you know, go on the road and beat an Indiana team that was kind of lingering outside the, the top 25, a, a good program, and come away with the biggest margin of victory at that assembly hall in five decades. So had to move up, but... You know, the top 10, I mean, win at Purdue, certainly, um, and then don't mess things up by losing at home to Northwestern. Illinois will certainly be in the top 10. But you have to just t- consider the fact that like, there's other good teams in the country. Illinois is not the only team playing college basketball. So, all right. They fit, I think they fit at 13. That's, I mean, that's where I had them, and that's where I had them for a reason. I'd have them at 10. Um I'm doing. Uh, I'm pulling my Scott Ritchie and, and trying to watch a lot of college basketball lately. Twofold, I want to see who might be better than Illinois, and then who I don't want to see Illinois matched up against in the second or third round of the NCAA tournaments. Here's my worry team already. One struck me. Okay, Texas Tech. All right, those kind of teams. Mm, not the most talented. But boy, are they hard nosed. That team I don't want to see in Illinois' bracket. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. Um you know, Mark Adams, you know, got the, the promotion after Chris Beard um scampered off in the night to Texas, as you know, mm-hmm. Red Raiders fans would, would argue. I mean he went to his alma mater, so maybe chill, just like a a degree. But Mark Adams, I mean, he was sort of the architect of that defense first Super physical style that led Texas Tech to you know the national title game you know, a few years back, and they haven't let up off of that. Um, it's to make the comparison in a way. And this is uh, it's like Loyola, but you know better. And we all know what happened last year. All right, 
you want to know some other teams? There's few teams that, uh, again, I'm I'm worried about. Okay, but I wouldn't, and I don't know why we're talking about this in early February. But it's 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 kind of that time not? of year. Like, why not? This right? is a month where you either put together your NCAA tournament resume for the seed that you think you deserve, or you blow it and you either wind up out of the tournament altogether, looking at you, North Carolina, or you know, fall and like get an eight or a nine or a ten or okay. Something like that. While Duke doesn't do anything for me, and I don't know why, UCLA and Arizona do. I watched that game over the uh, last week. Impressed by the talent level on both. Now they're a little, they're a little soft, both ways. But I don't. I was very impressed. Yeah, the thing with UCLA, they didn't help themselves by then turning around and losing to Arizona State. Right, that's rough. And then they, you know, fell in the poll uh, accordingly. But I mean. Saw Arizona up close and personal in Champaign. Like that's a mm-hmm. that's a good team. Like they have skill, they have physicality, they've got length and athleticism. They have all of the pieces that you that you need to be a national title contender. Gonzaga, another team that uh, would be an awful fun watch uh, against Illinois, just because the uh, again the ability to score. Yeah, could be awful or it could be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're, I know, like, Gonzaga's reached the point of their season where the people that aren't paying attention will scream, you know, they never play anybody. Well, one, West Coast Conference is much better this year, um, a lot deeper. You know, Gonzaga, BYU's not playing great right now, but they're still got some talent. St. Mary's, San Francisco has had its biggest resurgence since... Mm-hmm. Bill Russell, love it. Was playing, um, and Gonzaga is just. I'm committing basketball murder on these teams. Like they're they're not even close, and that came after, you know, they played a pretty tough non conference schedule. Gonzaga's good. I don't know. There's still a portion of the college basketball fandom out there that can't wrap their minds around the fact that Gonzaga is a g- good basketball team, has been a good basketball team, and will probably remain a good basketball team maybe forever. Couple more teams I'll throw your way. One that Illinois would whoop would be Auburn. All right, no offense to number one, but uh, not impressed. Okay, don't just pipe it, pipe it, Richie. Mm, I All mean, right. but here's two other teams with some connections that that might stir some bad memories that I would <laughs> I wouldn't want to see. Kansas uh, plays hard, and also who plays really hard is Kentucky. Maybe harder than they. They did with all that that first round talent. Those are the other two teams that scare me. Yeah, I mean, they probably should because they've okay. got a lot of talent. And Kentucky is like playing hard, but also does have like some first round talent still. Ty Ty Washington, name known around these parts because mm-hmm. he was maybe sort of, uh, maybe not going to come to Illinois, and he didn't obviously. But first round pick, Oscar Sheboy, like an Oscar Sheboy Kofi Coburn like duel would be amazing. And I mean, Oscar Sheboy, another guy that was maybe going to come here until he didn't. Uh, but also, uh, like I did my uh, seating projections over the weekend, had Illinois and Auburn in the same in the same region, which I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, Auburn's got some guys, though. There is no way Illinois loses to a Bruce Pearl coach team. This will not happen, Scott Ritchie. I mean, maybe, 
But like Auburn, it won't they, happen. They could have the number one pick in Jabari Smith. It won't happen. Could have the defensive player of the year in Walker Kessler. He blocks a million shots a game. They have a pretty good point guard in Wendell Green. They beat Georgia at the buzzer. Yeah, that was, I mean, so there, <laughs> I win. Yeah, but they've just kept winning. They only have one loss, and it was in double overtime mm-hmm. in November. Please make that matchup happen. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun just for how much Illinois fans, even if they don't totally understand the story, despise Bruce Pearl with every every fiber of their being. Mm-hmm. The, the atmosphere for that game would be something. Yeah. All right, uh, Richie every week does his seeds, as he said. Um, you got to start putting where Illinois is going to play. All right, because I'm that stuff keeps me up at night too. I like knowing the the sites for the tournament now that we're back at sites. Right, it's not just all Indianapolis. Yeah, it's going to go back to normal. The okay. twelve different early you know round sites. Um, there's potential for some geographically good places to go. Milwaukee, I believe. Um, I think Indianapolis is actually going to get something. Um, I'm just trying to think of these off the top of my head. Milwaukee is the only one that really stuck with me. because like I've been there already this year. Not my favorite arena necessarily, but I don't care what you think, Scott Ritchie. Well, that's pretty standard. All right. No, but there, there's some good options. Of course, like knowing my luck, like Illinois will get a high seed, but like not high enough, and I'll end up in like Spokane. Love something. it. Beautiful part of the country. Never Scott been, Ritchie. but it's just a long trip. Need to get out. You know, right? There's more than you just Eureka in this beautiful country of ours. So I'm taking that as confirmation that I can just pick up and leave, go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Just whenever I want. Sure. Okay. This is being recorded. We're so. like that, Scott Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got to enjoy beautiful southern Indiana on Tuesday night. You'll get to the northern part of the state. Again, a beautiful drive in the fall. Maybe not so much when the uh, state routes are covered with ice and snow. Yeah, I'm because like I have. There's a couple different ways you can get to West Lafayette because mm-hmm. there's not like one like super direct route. Yeah, none of them are particularly friendly when it's you know a foot of snow on the ground. You've uh, I, you recently ranked your Big Ten arenas. Is that right? Am I imagining that? I did that like a couple of months ago. Okay. And where was Mackey? If not one, you're wrong. But where was it on your list? I think it was two or three. Okay. All right. So you're not... my one. I mean, my one is Williams Arena yeah, in Minneapolis. I just think it's unique. But then I think it was Assembly Hall, Mackey, two, three. All right. Mackey is a uh, smaller, uh, kind of a high school gym. It's very loud. Angry fans, yeah, much and, like Indiana. And has a, a very low roof. I think that like yeah. traps the sound. Okay. Because, yeah, it gets gets very loud in there. Always, it reminded me always kind of of a mini uh, the assembly hall back when Illinois, uh, before the renovation, circular. Um, anyway, looking forward to it. Great game uh, Tuesday night. Follow along, newsgazette.com. Illinois, uh, again, coming off a, a week where – there were so many stars. I'm going to turn to your your power rankings right now, and see if uh, how infuriated Kofi was that you left him off your list not long ago. Well, it's because he didn't play. Got to play to be on the list, and he played, and now he's number one. Okay, he's back to where he should be. Have to play to be on the list. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you score 37 points on 16 of 19 shooting. I don't care what you do in your next game. Like, you'll be number one. But then he, you know, had a really good second half and was a key reason only beat Indiana. So he just, it's tough to beat him to that spot. Number two, Trent Frazier. Great game against Indiana. In the first half when no one else was super efficient, he was. And he just kept that up. Also played really good defense. No surprise there. Easy number two. Give me your number three, then I'm going to go back to Trent Frazier. Okay, number three. I think it's Jacob Grandison. Or it could be DeMonte Williams. One of the two gluey guys, glue-ish, glue guy adjacent guys. Um, they're going to tie this week. I'll Come allow on. that. I'll allow that. Trent Frazier. All right, a lot of uh, chatter. About disrespect. It's this week's disrespect. Last week it was about his defense and why he wasn't on that midseason list. This week it's why is he not being mentioned as an All-Big Ten performer or maybe an All-American performer. Hello? That's a, just because I paused doesn't mean I don't have anything to say. Well, I thought you were nodding off. <laughs> it's a tough list to break into in the Big Ten. And... It's, it's going to come down to what the people that like vote for this thing value more, whether it's like individual performance or the import of said player to their team. If it's the latter, I think Trent has to be on it because Illinois is not 17-5, and 10-2 in the Big Ten without Trent Frazier. But if it's just individual stats and whatever, I mean, it's a... It's a pretty long list of guys that are putting up some pretty ridiculous numbers this year, not only in the Big Ten, but nationally. Um, so is he on your all Big Ten team right now? Well, I haven't done it yet. Well, no, but just think about it off the top of your off the top of my head. head. Um, you got two Illinois players on there. Or are you going with just who can score? Right, well, scoring is going to fall. You're, it's important. It's part of it. But if you go with the Iowa guy, you're nuts. Well, no, I'm not because he's really good at basketball. You need to watch Iowa, like just. Occasionally. Yeah, if they're Second, any good, they might be on TV. That's fair. Part of my argument. I mean, the thing with Keegan Murray is he's like the second best basketball player on that campus, though, because Caitlin Clark is right. pulling up from the logo. You can put Hunter Dickerson on on your team, too. He's scoring a lot on a bad team. Is What's the difference? He's not scoring a lot, though, comparatively. What's the difference? I, I wouldn't put Hunter Dickinson on the team. Okay. So you put the Iowa guy. Yeah. An he's, awful team. One, they're not awful. <laughs> Pretty bad. Go no, ahead. Back to your, back your whole Big Ten team. <laughs> it's like Keegan Murray's going to be a first-round draft pick. Is that part of the criteria? Well, no, it just when means he's that, he's that good at basketball. Mm-hmm. At 6'8 and super athletic. He's no Roy Marble. And I know Roy Marble. <laughs> I mean, I I don't because that was before my time. I I watched I watched his son play at Iowa. Does that count? Uh, how many? I can't even try to think how many picked him. Can't put Trace Jackson Davis on that team. All right, I just took him off for you. All right, I can't remember like how many I get to pick. Is it ten? You can put Jaden Ivy. I guess is he your Purdue guy? One Purdue guy. If I had to pick a Purdue guy, it's him. You can't have it. You don't have a Michigan State guy, do you? No. All right. EJ Liddell, maybe? Ohio State's doing all right. So Ooh. there's a, there's another. Yeah. All right. You got That's four if you're counting two Illinois guys, a Purdue guy and an Ohio State guy. Northwestern, no. Mm. Wisconsin, Davis. there's your fifth. Name me 
somebody who's going to knock Trent Frazier off. You're going with the Iowa guy. Iowa guy it sounds like oh, he could. I refer to him as the Iowa guy. Keegan Murray. Um, yeah, maybe. We'll see. I, I have a month to figure this out, and I think I got to pick more than five guys. I think. Was it a ten ten man team? Oh no, I think we picked maybe first and second team. Like Trent's gonna get like all big time. I need about the first team, Scott Ritchie. Maybe. All right. I'm just. I'm not committing to wrong. anything right now. And I don't want this is being recorded for posterity. I don't want to be tied to any decision that okay. I will probably change my mind two or three times before I actually have to submit a ballot. I know you do your homework and do appreciate that, as is the case with the AP Top 25. Scott Ritchie does uh, study his sport, uh, puts some thought into the process, as do most voters, I would argue. They have a, a little more sense and uh, more patience, more knowledge than a lot of us who just like to throw stuff against the wall. I mean, you'd like to think so. Sometimes there's some questionable things that, that happen in the poll and some some voters approach it in entirely different manners i mean i know like jesse newell from the kansas city star there, there's a, a website that tracks all the votes collegepolltracker.com and you can vote like give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to whether you like a ballot dislike a ballot like jesse newell is the most disliked ballot every single week hmm. and he bases his almost entirely on the thing that you love the most it's analytics. Ooh. So I was, it's, it's a it's one approach. Mine is sort of a combination. It's it's a smorgasbord of you know a little bit of what have you done for me lately? Um, some analytics. Some just this team has beaten a lot of good teams, and that matters because wins and losses do matter. And you know, I just kind of come up with a a real multiple approach. I, I know you kept talking about uh, all those wins Wisconsin had and I my eye test they don't pass and I was right so say you're sorry one loss does not erase all of the wins that they had before that um, that doesn't sound like an apology to me because I'm not <laughs> apologizing for that um, but Illinois is getting better on that quality win front and getting a little help even from some of its Big Ten rivals, and I use rival loosely, because Illinois has won four games in a row, and now all four of those wins are quad one wins. All right. and Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Indiana were going to be regardless, but now the road win at Northwestern is a quad one win because Northwestern just smoked Nebraska on the road on Saturday, and that erased Northwestern's Standing high enough that beating them is a quad one victory. Also, Nebraska needs to fire Fred Hoiberg probably. Can't fire Fred Hoiberg because his buyout is $18.5 million. Because one final parting gift from Bill Moose was this sort of secret contract extension and buyout alteration. And Nebraska's just, they're, they're bad. They're winless in the Big Ten. Funny, I heard talk in the newsroom about your dismissal, and there was a secret contract there too. Apparently, that you signed with Matt Daniels, your, well, uh, your EIU. If there's any secret <laughs> contract, it's one you signed for me, and where my buyout is like I've got to pay right to get out. You can't ever leave. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to work really hard. Oh, yeah, until you time. can't leave. 
Uh, what else? Let's go analytics real quick. I know you got a, a Zoom meeting with uh, Coach Underwood uh, uh, in a few minutes. Give me some analytics. Can't go without them. Excuse me? I love them. Yeah, that's... You sent you included me on the Snapchat story from Wisconsin in, with a picture of analytics on the stat screen given to all the reporters. So I'm now a believer. It must mean something. Well, I mean, it does, but... Okay. Um, I need points, rebounds, and assists. That's all. <laughs> okay. I, I will I, not change. I can do that in still in maybe a more advanced way. So points. Let's go... Uh, Points per possession, maybe. Okay, that's a Illinois is good at that. I'm guessing. Pretty good. Um, we'll just use the the Indiana game as the example because it's the most recent. Um, Illinois was above one point per possession, which is anything above one, you'll take that. Okay. Uh, for the second game in a row, Indiana, Wisconsin. 1.15, 1.13. Defensively, the Indiana game was one of its best. 0.87. Anything below one, you'll take that. Um, kind of looking through the individual games, um, it's pretty much on par with Northwestern, better than Wisconsin or Michigan State. Uh, bad on par with Michigan. Best, though, against a high major opponent was the Rutgers win from two months ago. And a lot of that was Coleman Hawkins shutting down Ron Harper Jr. Now Coleman Hawkins, you know, doesn't play very much. What? I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that never gets old. Snoring during analytics talk. I'm, I'm going to remind you again that like yes. every coach in the country, I know it's very I much like a one bit. I need an old school coach that says, ah, "I don't need the, those charts, those numbers, those trends." I I coach by feel. I think the best to use both. Brad and, Underwood, uh, speaking of good coaches, get an extension anytime soon here. What's the? Is now the time? Well, I mean. He, He's gotten one each of the last two years. Oh, no. I'm just saying, it's not the time. Well, like now, now, no. Like by okay. if at the end of the year, like after the season's over and yeah. things go, if they stay as good as they are right now, then yeah, he'll probably get another year tacked on. Okay, but like he's locked up through, I don't know, like 2027 20, or something. Uh, post game, I'll let you go here. Post game, uh, Barstool Carl was in there, um, uh, getting kissed by Brad Underwood. I noticed on the Twitter. Uh, uh, Barstool isn't that a, like a gambling site? And should I be worried that uh, no, this is happening? No, I don't think it's. I mean, I have removed myself from anything Barstool. I just don't care. Okay. Um, Seems like an odd fit to me for a, a Josh Whitman program. Well, I think Barstool Carl is an Illinois alum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm not being invited into the locker room or any of the other I'm offended more by traditional that. media. That Scott Ritchie is not getting invited to video the locker room celebrations. And I can be upset about that too, but it's not going to change. Okay. Our, our access will be as what it is. 
I don't see it. Look into that for me for maybe next week's podcast. Need some answers. Who who's getting in the locker room and why? Okay. Okay. Also, yeah. I don't care. I mean, Brad Arnold could invite anyone he wants into the locker room. Can he? All right. Like anybody? He's the coach, so yeah. Okay, I didn't know who. Well, I mean, who's uh, making the calls? You know, is there arena policy to certain people? Who knows? But uh, Scott Ritchie's going to have that info for us in next week's podcast. What's he going to say today, uh, head of Purdue? We're going to beat the Boilers. Well, I doubt he'll, he'll say that. he'll say that. Okay. Um, there'll probably be a lot of discussion about you know the last game because it wasn't that long ago that they went to double overtime and lost and we talked about you know Kofi using the next month to solidify his standing among the national player of the year candidates and he's going to have to do it against Purdue because right. I mean, if you look at Arguably his two, quote-unquote, worst games. I mean, I get, he had what, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Wait, no. Yeah, against Arizona. But 13 points on 15 shots. And it was against Christian Coloco who gave him trouble. Purdue, 10 points, 5 rebounds. Foul trouble galore. But 10 points on 9 shots. Zach Eady. As it, and as it turns out, his elbows gave Kofi some trouble. If he can put together a performance like he did, let's just say Saturdays against Indiana, does repeats that against Purdue, that that'll that'll be a big boost because Zach Eadie's like one of the only centers maybe in the country that has the physicality to sort of match Kofi's, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, probably a lot of talk about that. Maybe Andre Curbelo, because obviously he had a great game against Purdue coming back from his concussion issues, has played sparingly, really, since his return from COVID. We'll see where his conditioning's at, but he was the reason that game made it to double overtime in January, and uh, we'll kind of see where, where he's at heading into the rematch. All right, Scott Ritchie's uh, prediction will go in the print tomorrow. Let's uh, online as well. Come on, let's give the podcast audience a something to work with here. Who are you picking? Come on. Give them a scoop. Give them something to chew on. I haven't even decided. Scott Ritchie, come on. I mean that that is the truth. So I'll decide here in the moment. I'll give the people what they want. And what they want is an Illinois win. So you heard it here first. Sure. Scott Ritchie forced into making a, <laughs> maybe an incorrect prediction. This one will not count against your record for your bravery, though. Put that on the record. And next week, should I be wrong, it will count. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> anyway, I know Scott's got a run. Appreciate the time today. Ed Bond, thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next Monday.